This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a Breakfast with Ben's podcast heading into AFC-NFC Championship game weekend. Steelers fans, what are you going to do? You're not going to root for the Ravens, right? You're not going to root for the San Francisco 49ers to get a sixth Super Bowl. And you're sure as heck not going to root for Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes. We've all got Chiefs fatigue. You got to root for the Lions to win the Super Bowl, don't you? I mean, basically, that franchise is like if the Pirates ever stepped in something good. That's exactly what this team has become. We've got to adopt the Lions as our team here. And joining me to talk about it as we get to our Breakfast with Ben's podcast today, brought to you by Gerger Construction. Take advantage of their current winter special. $1,000 off your new deck installed by March 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com. Get free project estimates. Schedule your deck safety inspection today. My guest at this time, well, we've known each other for about 30 years, practically going back almost as far as when the last time the Lions won a playoff game. He does the Locked on Lions podcast. It's Matt Derry. Matt, great to catch up with you again. It's got to be buzzing in Detroit this week. Always great to talk to you, Tim. Yeah, I mean, this town doesn't really know what to do. Obviously, in Pittsburgh, you guys are well aware of what to do. You get to an AFC championship. I know not lately, maybe, but... Uh, playoffs, runs, Super Bowls, and here in Detroit, like you said, first NFC Championship game for this operation here in Detroit since 1991, first time since 1957. They've won multiple playoff games in the same season. So, uh, yeah, fans are just, they're not sure what to do and how to act, but here they go into San Francisco, face Big Bad 49ers, like you said, going for six Super Bowls. They've been to the last two NFC Championship games and lost them on the road. Now they get a home game. But the Lions feel like, hey, look, we're, we're, we're loose. We're going to go in there and empty the tank and, 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 and play our game. And I think the Lions have a very good chance. I want to get to the road-home dynamic in just a second. But I, I drew the analogy to the Pirates before. And watching that last game on television, it looked to me, it sounded to me, like when the Pirates won the blackout game against the Reds in 2013, the wild card game, to finally snap that extended funk of postseason futility, to finally be able to get a victory, you could just feel the elation through the screen. From a fan base's point of view, you talked about having left in the tank. Emotionally, how much is left in the tank? How much can this crest of the wave be ridden for the fan base here? 
You know, Timmy, I, I, w- I was more worried about last week, to be honest, with the energy level and what's left in the tank because they had played an emotional game the week before in the playoffs against Matthew Stafford, McVay versus Goff, all of that with the storyline. And I was a little concerned last week of how they're going to come out against Tampa Bay where it's like they already beat them once. It's Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. It's not like they're going up against Steve Young and Bill Walsh here. So, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at it, I think they feel pretty good. There is enough left. They're pretty healthy overall. Uh, left guard Jonah Jackson's out, which will hurt a bit. But other than that, you know, and maybe the backup tight end Brock Wright, but that's it. I think they feel pretty good. I think they've got enough left in the tank. They, this organization told us publicly, yes, we want to win the division, win a playoff game, host a game at home. But now I think internally they have said, why can't we go to the Super Bowl? We feel we're good enough in year three of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And look, they are good enough. They're, 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 they've made it this far. Let's sit there for a second because I think a lot of folks have watched the Lions from afar this year, whether it be in Pittsburgh or other markets, and they saw the strides that were made last year and Detroit followed through and got better this year. But as far as the clock goes, as you said, sort of being in year three here, how legitimate has Detroit taken Super Bowl chances and how legitimate has the fan base thought this team's opportunity to win the whole thing was aside from the whole Cinderella aspect of it have you looked at the breadth of the season and said that this could be a Super Bowl winning team no not not during the season I still thought that you know week eight week 12 whatever that the elite in the NFC was still San Francisco Philadelphia and probably Dallas and now obviously we saw what happened with Philly there's a complete meltdown Dallas Dallas thing in the playoffs as they only do uh, and, and with the Lions, they're kind of sneaking in here. I, now we're going to find out. I mean, Dan Campbell has said, the head coach, look, we, we fought by year three we could play with the big boys. Well, the Niners are the big boys. I mean, you're talking about Debo. You're talking about CMC. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're talking about a very good defense and some very big names with Fred Warner and Greenlaw and guys like that. You know, and, and certainly you know, Brock Purdy has gotten his flowers this year. Kyle Shanahan's been in the championship game now three years in a row. So I think the Lions feel like the window is wide open. This is fresh and new. They've got a lot of young talent. Panay Sewell is young. Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Brian Branch. These are all first- and second-year players, Tim. So they feel like – and Jared Goff's under 30. He's not going anywhere. They'll re-sign him. So they're going to be here for a while. As far as legit Super Bowl – I mean – if they win this game, Tim, I don't think there's going to be anybody that thinks that they're going to be able to beat Baltimore if it's Baltimore because the last time these two teams played the Lions and Ravens, the Lions got embarrassed, and the Lions don't handle running quarterbacks well. They've gotten lucky in this playoff. Stafford doesn't run, Baker doesn't run, and Purdy's not great at running, so this is it's not like they're facing their kryptonite this week, so they feel pretty good about it. How's the whole home road thing going for them? How much better are they at home than on the road? How does that factor in? Oh, obviously they're they're better at home. I mean that 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 fast track in the dome, the speed that they have with Gibbs and, and Jameis Williams and uh, Saint Brown. I think Jared Goff is much more comfortable inside the dome and and doing his thing. But Goff has won a couple of games at Levi Stadium in San Francisco. He's from there. Uh, you know, Bay Area kid that went to Cal. And so this is kind of a homecoming for him that really hasn't been talked about much. I don't think he wants to embarrass himself in front of his friends and family. 
uh, you know, on grass the last couple of times. In Baltimore was a disaster. In Chicago was a disaster. But when they needed to get a road win to to to, to wrap up the division in Minnesota, they did it. When they needed to win a shootout out in L.A. against the Chargers, they did it. They won in Tampa on grass against the playoff team on the road. So they they've had some nice road wins. I think they're terrible on the road. But, yes, golf's numbers are a little bit better, certainly at home, the pass rating, everything else. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions podcast, uh, adopting the Lions here in Pittsburgh this weekend. So if they win, Matt, I guess give me an avenue that you see, a path that you see, maybe a matchup or two that the Lions exploit that gets them the victory. And if they're sunk by a matchup that they can't overcome, what is it? I mean, certainly, Tim, if you watch Saturday night when the Niners host the Packers, look, San Francisco did not play well and still won. But the Packers ran all over them. Aaron Jones had lanes, I mean, just with ease to, to you know, it, it, you know it, it, was, it was easy for them to move the bodies of San Francisco around and, and, and push people around and run the football. And I think the Lions can do that as well. Montgomery, Gibbs. Craig Reynolds, the offensive line led by Frank Ragnow, the center, Panay Sewell, the all, all pro right tackle. If they can establish the run, keep the Niners' offense off the field and just pound them, that's what the Lions like to do. That's Dan Campbell football. So I think that's a way that I think they're watching the film from Saturday night going, how did the Packers do it and can we replicate that? I don't think Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and that group is going to play as poorly as they did, but still, you got to give it a try. Um, you know, I also think mistakes. I mean, the Lions have been mistake-free so far in the playoffs. No turnovers. They've gotten a couple of turnovers, certainly uh, uh, in the Tampa game, the Derek Barnes interception that sealed it. Um, so they've made some plays. I mean, if they're going to go to San Francisco and give the Niners a short field with a, with a tip pass or interception or a, something like that. And finally, I think the Lions are going to do something tricky in this game. They always seem to under Dan Campbell and offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Halfback pass, fake punt. Something's coming. You might as well empty the empty the bag here, and that's what the Lions, I think, are going to do to get this thing done. I want to go back to what you said about the Lamar Jackson thing. Should they win this game and go play Baltimore? That stood out to me because, you know, here in Pittsburgh, we always make such a big deal about Lamar's splits, AFC versus NFC. It's like a gambling truism. I know with Pittsburghers, you see Lamar play an NFC team, and they just don't know what they're looking at. Um, from what you've seen from the Lions under Campbell, how good are they the second time around against NFC North foes? And do you think that could aid the Lions should that matchup reappear in the Super Bowl for them? I mean, actually, this year, if you're just going by that, they beat the Packers, then they lost to the Packers. They beat the Bears, then they lost to the Bears. It's not so beat good. <laughs> beat, well, beat the Vikings twice. Look, when they played the Bears the second time, that was when Fields was playing his best. And I'm no Justin Fields fan. Jordan Love the second time had gotten so much better. I mean, they faced the Packers in week four. That was not a good football team. Faced them on Thanksgiving, and we got to see what they were about. They obviously won a playoff game. So, you know, I, I, I think they would make better adjustments. Like you said, you can't play any worse than they played in Baltimore back in, in, in early November. I mean, it was a disaster. They got embarrassed. They couldn't do anything offensively, couldn't do anything defensively. The Ravens scored at will on that Lions defense, and people were questioning defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Now Aaron Glenn's interviewing for head coaching jobs. So it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I mean, when they've had to face some scrambling quarterbacks, Geno Smith early in the year, Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Fields, they have not had great success. 
Matt Derry, Locked on Lions podcast. You mentioned a name I wanted to ask you about, and that's Brian Branch. Uh, Steelers fans and a lot of folks who cover the draft around here really liked him as a potential fit for Pittsburgh. How's he been for Detroit? What a steal. You know, I, I, I can't believe that the Lions actually made a trade with the Packers within the division to move up in the second round and get this kid. He is the first-round talent. There's no reason he should have dropped to the 40s. I think it was 43 or 47, but it, it was absolutely ridiculous that the Lions were able to get him. And you plug him into that secondary, he's their best cornerback right now. And he's really more of a hybrid corner safety, plays the nickel, plays the slot. But if you had to say on a big third down with Debo Samuel or whomever, I want Brian Branch on their, their best guy, not Cam Sutton. And I know you guys love Cam in Pittsburgh, but Cam Sutton has regressed here. He was fantastic the first half. He's been not good the second half. Or Kendall Vildor, our, our, the second corner. So Branch has been awesome. He's been a, a godsend for this defense. Interesting you say that. I, I kind of feel that way about sometimes that we saw Cam here when he started playing in extended roles. Like, I think there were some years where he was dotted in. He started to flash late in the year, but when he became more and more of a full-time player, uh, I think some of the attrition of the year does tend to weigh on him. Yeah, you know, like I said, start of the year I went, man, what a great free agent pickup by Brad Holmes. Cam Sutton is as advertised. He's been their top corner, plays the outside. And you never heard his name called because he really, really thrived. He played very good football. Then you hit, like, Thanksgiving and after that. And number one receivers on the other team have just destroyed him. I mean, Justin Jefferson, two of the last three games. C.D. Lamb, Buka Nakua, last week Mike Evans. Cam Sutton has struggled. He played better in the second half against Tampa Bay, Tim. But... That's one to watch this weekend. If, if, if Debo plays, if Ayuk is able to get free, it may be a number one that's in coverage. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions podcast. Check him out there. Where were you in the Bijan Robinson-Gibbs conversation going in the draft, and where are you now? Well, I never thought in a million years the Lions were taking a running back. I mean, they, had, <laughs> they, they still had DeAndre Swift at the time, and they had uh, picked up David Montgomery in free agency. So when they took Jameer Gibbs at 12, everybody's like, what are they doing? Then they take Jack Campbell, a middle linebacker, 18. It's like, what is this, 1985? They're taking a running back and a middle linebacker. But yet, Gibbs has been fantastic. He's proven me wrong. He's, he's so explosive. And once he gets into that second level of the defense, he's gone. The cutback ability, uh, he's, he's been awesome. I mean, Bijan's great too, but be honest when the Lions played the Falcons earlier in the year they they shut Bijan down and Gibbs was the one that exceeded expectations and really and really thrived so he's been awesome and they they kind of wait you'll, you'll watch the game Sunday they'll they'll start the game with Montgomery they'll establish him in the like second series Gibbs comes in and he immediately touches the football it's the nice one-two punch the Lions have I kind of wanted to wrap up with Campbell and how you see the coaching matchup here against Shanahan in your time covering Campbell and watching him, how about the X's and O's against a guy like Shanahan? You know, I mean, Dan Campbell is underrated as a game caller, but a lot of it is due to the fact that he gives the, the coordinators the leeway to do their thing and gets out of the way. I mean, Aaron Glenn runs the defense and has done a really good job, especially here in the second half of the year. And Ben Johnson, I think it's going to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. I think he's awesome and is interviewed and is one of the better offensive coordinators, if not the best in the league. So 
you know, for Dan Campbell, though, it's those fourth down gambles. It's, it's the, the faith in the team to say, hey, listen, it's fourth and five. Yeah, we're not kicking a field goal if the other team's 20. We're going. And he allows Ben Johnson to make the call on what the play call is going to be. So he's been he's done a good job. I mean, I'm sure, you know, two or three years ago you went, oh, my God, big game, and it's Kyle Shanahan, the wizard, against Dan Campbell, who's just talking about biting kneecaps and all that. But really, to be honest, I mean, Dan's got a really good staff, and, uh, you know, guys have gotten better all, all, at all positions. Uh, you know, Pittsburghers will know Antoine Randall, of course, uh, is the uh, – is the um, wide receivers coach so there's you know the, the, he's got a, just a good staff around him but he, he's made good decisions and I'm not as uncomfortable with him during the games as I used to be when he was going for it all the time or you know even this past weekend he, he they made a mistake running the clock down but Todd Bowles decided not to use yeah. the timeout it was bizarre, <laughs> it was bizarre well Matt thanks a lot for the time this should be a lot of fun this weekend I can't wait to see how it transpires and uh like I said I think the the Lions are fast becoming America's team. There's a lot of reason to root for them and maybe less and less reason to root for anybody else. Well, Tim, I uh, appreciate it, and I will, uh, I'll make note that you've got uh, Pittsburgh behind Detroit. That, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. That won't, that, won't happen. that won't happen in hockey, though. You know that. No, it's not going to happen in hockey. And one thing, now that Harbaugh's out of Michigan, I, I looked it up, that not only does he have to play his brother, the Steelers do play Harbaugh in uh, Los Angeles. Actually, that might be a home game. I think it's a home game in Pittsburgh. How's that going over, his uh, decision to leave for the NFL? Uh, nobody in Detroit is surprised. He's been trying to leave for years. He nearly he wanted the Vikings job two years ago so bad and didn't get it. And uh, But now that he's won a national championship, most Michigan fans don't even care. They just like, let's hand the keys over to the offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, make him the coach. He will keep a ton of guys. They won't lose a ton of guys because they like Sharon and Arbaugh go do his thing out west. I don't think it's a big surprise to anybody. Well, Matt, have fun this weekend and uh, enjoy watching the game. And we'll check in again soon. Maybe if they get to the Super Bowl, we'll do a Super Bowl preview with you. All right? Always love talking to you, Tim. Thanks, buddy. All right, Matt Derry covering the Lions for the Locked on Lions podcast here on Breakfast the Benz. Brought to you by Gerger Construction.